0: Welcome to the All Financial Hour podcast with Steve Augh.
1: You know, Steve, Social Security benefits are not a form of an annuity, but an article I read says delaying when you take them almost acts like one. It points out that holding off claiming benefits until age 70 increases the monthly check by 75%. That's a much higher rate of return than other no-risk investments. So how do you suggest retirees bridge that gap in the meantime?
0: Well, I think you have to look at Social Security, as it said, you know, it's not an annuity, but it's guaranteed income. There are only three types of guaranteed income out there. Social Security, a pension is guaranteed by your employer. And an annuity is a guaranteed income that's guaranteed by an insurance company. So if we're looking for guaranteed income, there are only three. So I I will look at it now. Yes. And people don't realize that if you start social security at age 62, which is less than your full retirement age, you're going to take a discount. If you wait from 62 to 70, it is a 76% increase in the monthly check. So we have to look at it and say, well, how do we optimize social security? Because actually... The maximum benefit that a couple could get is both wait till 70 and live forever. But that's probably not going to happen. So we look at some of the rules of thumb that I like to look at when I look at Social Security. One, as a married couple, the lower earner of the two, the lower amount of Social Security, start when needed or when you can. When I say when you can, because there's an annual earnings test, if you make less than $20,000 a year, you can turn on your Social Security with no, quote, penalties. They are not going to reduce or hold any of your Social Security. So you got that annual earnings test. The higher earner of the two, I would like to say, wait as long as you possibly can. Hopefully to age 70, but very few people actually make it all the way to age 70, without taking their social security. Why? Because the larger benefit of the two, when somebody passes away, the amount of the larger benefit is what stays. So I believe that with having the larger earner, wait as long as you possibly can is very important. Another scenario that I like to talk about is the widow or the widower. Sally, she was a widow at age 62. But she had a very good job, so she couldn't turn on that widow's benefit. So at about 65, she decided to go ahead and retire. She went ahead and took her spouse's benefit, which was about $25,000 a year. While hers was getting that almost 8% roll-up every year, And when she actually turned 70, we're going to turn hers on. She's going to get about $48,000 a year in Social Security. It's one of the few things that you can actually file for one return now, his benefit, and then turn around and file for your own benefit at a later time. It's about the only time that you can do that. A lot of the more aggressive strategies they've gone away with. So we have to look at it when it comes to those. The other thing that I like to look at is is the couple, and we'll just go with Pat and Kenny. Pat was 62 years old. She could go ahead and turn on her social security on her own benefit. It was only going to be like $630 a month. And they're going, why do I want to turn that on? Why don't I just wait and get half of Kenny's when I when he turns when he turns his on? I said, Well you can get that six hundred and thirty dollars a month for all those years. It's gonna be almost eight years. And then when Kenny turns his on at almost four thousand dollars a month, yours will bump up almost $823 a month. So they looked at it and said, you can do that? And it's like, yes, I think that's the problem with the social security system. There's a lot of ways that you can file, but most people go, I'm gonna turn 62, I'm gonna turn on my social security. So if you're out there trying to figure out when you're gonna do social security, give us a call. We'll run that optimization report for you for social security, which will give you a lot of different information. And then we'll actually put it to you use because I do not believe that Social Security can be done in a vacuum let's look at your other assets to see if it would make sense for you delay because a lot of people say how do I delay and I say I say all we have to do is take some of that money out of the IRA account well that's taxable income yes it is but guess what RMDs are gonna be hitting 72 they're saying they're gonna go all the way to 75 those are gonna be hitting And when we have those things, let's reduce the amount of those required minimum distributions. With RMDs at age 75, a lot of people are saying, oh, that's great. I don't have to take an RMD until I'm 75. I said, you know, they say that almost 80% of the people already take more than their required minimum distribution. So the 20% that is possibly going to help, now you delay taking your required minimum distributions for three more years guess what you're doing? You're passing a tax time bomb onto your kids. Now, when you pass away, you spin it down less, three less years. And now when we pass it on to our children, they've got 10 years to take it out. When do most parents pass away in their children's higher earning years? So I'm looking at it right now. We've only got four years left, some of the lowest taxes that we can possibly have. Let's look at it right now. Would Roth conversions make sense for you? Because I believe that SECURE Act saying we're going to take it from 70 and a half, we're going to take it up to 75, has made it very unsecure on how we can pass on assets to our kids. So I know I've hit you with a lot right now. If you're not sure about Social Security, give me a call for that optimization report. If you're looking at the fact that you don't want to pass a tax time bond time bomb onto your kids. Give me a call about that and we'll do a tax analysis for you. There's a lot of information going on right now. It was a busy week. So let's, let's think about it. Taxes and social security. How can we combine those together to put a comprehensive retirement plan together for you?
1: You know, Steve, I think it's that time again. I know my phone is blowing up with scammers or, you know, just random calls all day long. Scammers are coming out of the woodwork right now and they're trying to get seniors money. And of course, the common theme is usually taxes, something like this.
0: This is Jonathan calling from the tax department. The reason why you're receiving this notification is we believe that you have a business tax lien or a business associated with your name that has a tax liability that needs to be resolved. Please
1: call us. Now, this is actually a real voicemail, guys, that one of my coworkers received. This is happening each and every single day. And unfortunately, I mean, they're smart enough to go, well, this is dumb. This is not real. But there's seniors out there, older folks that go, oh, my gosh, I got to call these people back. I got to give them my whole life story. And then they get scammed, right?
0: Yeah, I think the, the biggest thing on that, they're fishing for your tax information. So if anybody calls, I'll tell you what, let's just look at it this way. The IRS doesn't do that. If you have a problem with the IRS, you will get a written notice first. That's the first way that they did it. You know, they're not going to ask you for a credit or debit card to pay your taxes over the phone. You know, they're going to say go out and buy gift cards. So be careful because what the purpose is, it's basically tax identity theft. They're going to file for your return. Mm-hmm. Or they're going to claim you as a dependent or go along like that. And then it's the real thing is the, the IRS employees as the scams. Like I said, they do not call you first. You know, I have had the pleasure of going through about four or five IRS audits during my lifetime. And thank God there was never any negative parts on any of my returns. But it comes to the idea around it. They always send you the notifications first. They do not call you on the phone and they do not demand money over the phone. So let's, let's go from there. And as I said earlier, I think the real IRS is the one that concerns me actually more, where we're talking about we currently have historically low tax rates. And what can we do to avoid passing on a tax time bomb to our heirs? The Trump tax cuts end this January 1, 2026. That means we got about four years left to look at Roth conversions to find out, would it make sense to prepay taxes at a rate that I'm willing to pay right now versus whatever Congress decides I'm going to have to pay in the future? And I just look at it to the point for some people, it works For some people, it's not advantageous. The only problem is I can't tell that from just looking at it. We have to run the numbers. So if you don't want to pass a tax buying bomb to your kids, give me a call. We'll look at it and say, would conversions make sense for you? Give me a call now. Let's look at that conversion. Remember, we only got four years left. Thanks for listening to the All Financial Hour podcast. Catch the full show Saturday at 7 a.m. on The Voice of St. Louis, KMOX. Investment advisory services are offered by All Financial Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Insurance products are offered through its affiliate, All Insurance Group, LLC, Missouri Insurance License 803-9738. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. All Financial Group LLC is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal advice.